Hi, everyone. My name is Alyssa Kinahan Dundas, and you're listening to Real Shit Podcast, where we basically talk about some real shit. So here we go. Um, <laughs> today is September 26th. Uh, I am day four in Zurich, Switzerland. And I want to start with just some crazy stuff that's been going on in the past few days that I think is really important to talk about. Um, I am from the U.S. I am from Boston. And I am staying with a girl named Gina and her parents, who I originally met in uh, Vietnam. Um, So she opened up her home to me, which I'm very grateful for. And uh, it's so crazy to think that just a few months ago, uh, we had no idea of, of each other's existence. Um, we meet in uh, Cat Ba, Halong Bay, uh, Vietnam, the northern Vietnam. And uh, yeah, she's like, I'm like, oh, I want to go to Germany for Oktoberfest. And here we are. Um, I'm in Switzerland. I'll, I plan to work my way over to Germany. And I, I just, I wouldn't be here um, without her and her hospitality because... I wouldn't be able to afford um, this travel trip. So, uh, yeah. So I one of the things that we were talking about uh, as soon as I got in was because she's she's twenty. She just started uni, um, university. That's what they call it here. So she's in her first couple of weeks of her first year. Uh, I'm twenty two. I finished. Uh, this past, last December, I finished the semester early, but I graduated and walked the stage uh, this May. And uh, we talked about education and culture um, and just updating each other on our lives. And we got into the American dream uh, because I was getting into the cost of education, how expensive it is and how little it is for her um, here in Switzerland. And we were getting into healthcare, and I really think that now that I'm older and traveling, these are questions I find myself having a lot and conversations I'm having with a lot of different people from all over the world, because now that I'm adulting, I'm realizing um, the importance of um, healthcare and cost of living and, and bills and, of course, other things too, social things like race and immigration uh, but I'm realizing that I can have a great standard of living, um, one that I'm quite used to even in the U.S., but live somewhere abroad. Um, have that be Spain, Switzerland, Germany, wherever. Uh, for me, so far, my favorite place has been Barcelona. But yeah, so we were getting into talking and she brings up the American dream. And I, I think this is a very important thing to talk about because... She believes, and she said that the American dream is something that is very real, something that still today um, is on a lot of people's list as far as visiting the U.S., especially in New York, and even watching our movies and listening to our music. It's something that America is still idolized in a sense. Uh, with that being said, she brings up how that dream, how that uh, perception has changed ever since uh, Trump has been president. Um, not my president, but that's besides the point. Um, so I, I thought that was a crazy thing in that 
I was telling her how I haven't been proud, truly, truly proud to be an American while traveling in a very, very long time ever since this election, which is basically when I started traveling. So let that keep, you know, you know I don't want to keep it biased being that like, oh, when Obama was president, I was traveling and I felt proud. I really didn't start. My first um, trip was in Morocco. And uh, at that time, Trump was just elected. Uh, and it was something right off the bat that was constantly a joke um, by, by locals. Uh, I'd get in a taxi or something and they'd be like, oh, America. And I'm like, yeah, and like, Trump. And I'm like, no, <laughs> um, I don't like him. Like, you know, uh, because there's an immediate judgment. And I just think it's something that I've always been a little bit embarrassed about, but me being mixed, uh, I, I feel very lucky that I'm not uh, pegged to be American right off the bat until I speak. So it's not necessarily assumed that I'm from the US, uh, which is convenient for me. I, I find that to be a privilege in a sense, but yeah, uh, the American dream and, and the wants and the desires and the views of America has changed ever since the election on an international, international um, spectrum. And to hear somebody at the age of 20 who has traveled and can reiterate and speak for some of her friends as well, saying that, yeah, do I still want to go to New York? Of course. You know, I, of course, I want to visit the U.S. It's on my list. It's a dream of mine. But with that being said, the, the look that was once given to the U.S. as far as, I don't want to say praise, but yeah, respect and this idea of what it is to be an American, what it's like to live in America, has greatly changed ever since this election. And I think this is because... There's been a lot of discussions in the U.S., a lot of division that's been there since day one. But now a lot of it is being, with social media too and everything, it's being talked about a lot more on a large scale. And yes, that includes um, people from all over the world who are able to listen in on these discussions and this division that's happening in the United States. It's not a perfect country. It never was a perfect country. But now that is really being um, shown to light here. And it's nice to feel not alone in that I'm not crazy. Um, but it, it does break my heart as an American to hear that, um, not that people have given up on us, uh, but that there's this, yeah, there's this revelation that you're not all that you were said it, you were, and you're not all that we thought you were. It's a, it's a wake-up call for both sides, and that means a lot politically. Um, it, it means a lot on the global forum um, and how we present ourselves as a nation, as a people, and I think it's a very important thing to talk about. And that was one of the first things discussed when I got uh, to Switzerland, which I, again, goes to show that traveling is so important uh, to have these kinds of conversations and question your identity and, yes, your nationalism. Um, I think it's a little, in my, in my experience, my personal opinion, 
to stand and be like, I'm a proud American is a little intense. Um, I'm a proud human being. Um, That's first and foremost. And I find myself and I find home in a lot of people and a lot of countries that I'm not from. And I know I can't speak and say, this is my home. I grew up with this culture and this tradition. I'm not going to pretend to be a part of something that I haven't been a part of since, you know, I was a child. But uh, I have found so much love and um, open arms in so many other countries that I don't necessarily even feel back home. So, again, traveling is essential. It's very important. One, another thing we got into was languages and how there are four official languages in Switzerland. Um, but that's, again, just the official. So that those include... Uh, French, Italian, German, and you have Swiss German, uh, and a lot of people do know English as well, um, and there's so many other um, languages spoken here in dialects, but it's crazy to think that, uh, also going into education and how languages are taught and how it's just something you are um, naturally not naturally, I mean, you work for it, right? And it's in that part of the education system, but it's something that is so um, normal to know at least two, uh, three, really, um, because there's different... I, I, the best way I to describe it is there's different districts here in Switzerland, and each district, they have their language, the French, Italian, German, Swiss German. And uh, yeah, you go there, and it's all French. You go in that district, you go another, it's all Italian. And, you know, I think Switzerland is unique in that, um, respect. You go to France, I don't think there's four languages that people are speaking. I actually can't even say that because I've never been. But, you know, the French are pretty uh, intense with their language. Um, but there's so many different dialects even within that as well. Uh, and you just have so many different countries right next to you, neighboring you, that the opportunity to really visit at a young age another country and at least be interested in learning another language um, is so... Um, it's just so right in your reach. Whereas in the U.S., it's yeah, it's like you know you're not. They start learning English here in Switzerland in elementary school, whereas we start learning Spanish or French in uh, middle school, and even then, it's not really that serious. So, yeah, um, the concept of education, the concept of language, um, and basically for me, that means knowledge. Uh, is so different than in the U.S. because the more languages you can speak, not even looking into job opportunities, just looking into relate relationships and connections with friends and family, you are automatically able to speak with a larger population of people and therefore build larger and um, a greater amount of relationships, even on a deeper level, So, because uh, you're able to communicate. So life is is walked through differently in that sense. And... Again, I, as an American, I'm always embarrassed when I'm traveling only knowing one language. Uh, I studied Arabic when I um, went to college, but, I mean, that shit was hard. And <laughs> I, I haven't touched it in a while, so I'm, I've lost a lot. Um, and even then, it's not like I was fluent or anything. I was far, far from it. So, I mean, I have been able to gain a great respect for language languages because of that experience. But, no, um it's it's always met with astonishment when I meet anyone from any other country and they're like, oh, 
you only know English, like not even Spanish, not even French, like what they thought was taught in the U.S. Um, in, a, in, in a more structural and developed way. And I'm like, yeah, no. And uh, it's, it's really unfortunate. It, it sucks, especially when you meet kids my age or younger that know two, three, four, five languages. Um, it's heartbreaking because I want to be able to talk to people. I, I don't want to be that person that everyone has to turn and speak English to. And not everybody can. And meanwhile, you know, if it works for everybody to speak Spanish or works for everybody to speak French when you're, you're going out about traveling. So uh, language and education is one of the, the main things that I focus on and have a conversation about when traveling, um, traveling to different countries. And it's so crazy because the number one question I receive is besides um, making a comment or asking about Trump is guns. And I think through my traveling and through living abroad in certain aspects, um, the whole gun issue in the U.S. has really broken my heart in that um, every day you there's a little bit of a paranoia, paranoia of um, an attack happening and whether that's a crowded movie theater, it's just a crowded space. You could be at a festival, a concert, a food-like thing, you know, like, it really doesn't matter. School. I mean, let's just break it down. I can give all these examples. You could be at school. doesn't matter elementary, middle, high school, or college. Uh, there's a fear. And, and you think, oh, you know, college might be hosting an event or a high school football game. And you can't tell me not one student in that whole group is like fearful and thinking, oh, well, this would be a great opportunity. And that's crazy. That and I and I share that that with people when I travel, and they cannot even fathom walking around and having this worry. Um, and so when I do live abroad and I have these host families and I see their families, right? I see these parents and their children. I imagine, I, I, not even I imagine, I see a world in which they live in where they, they don't fear for their, their children as far as being murdered by the hands of a gun or a person, you know. Um, it's just not something that is a worry. You worry about um, their health. You worry about perhaps their education and their future as far as employment goes or what their dreams are you know natural things that um should be a, a worry for their parents and their children uh not so much um getting shot and I think when I look at my future and the future I would want for my family should I end up having one is I want one to see my kid walk to school and not worry for a moment of an attack like that happening um, it's too common in the U.S., it really is. And when people abroad ask me, hey, what's up with it? I don't really have an answer. And I, and I, I tell them I personally am not, uh, I, I will never have a gun. Um, fire with fire makes one big-ass fire, and I'm not here to add to the flame in that sense. Um, I also don't think I'd react appropriately. Uh, it's very unnatural for us to have guns. And also... And my and this is just my opinion, and this is where I would love to have somebody come here and sit with me and talk to me. Um, 
maybe with a different opinion or even what who would like to just add to the discussion is that guns it's it's in the constitution as our right to have and i tell people when i'm traveling that there are some americans that they are very um they feel it is their right and because it is in the constitution it is a right to have a gun and i i one thing i want to make clear is that it is not a human right to have a gun guns are not human they are not a natural part of us they are not freedom of speech thought actions those are rights those are things rights to pursuit of happiness those are human rights things that were born on this earth when we were guns were not born on this earth when we were it is a man-made right, and I, part of me has to respect people wanting that right. I don't have to agree with it, though, and that I want a gun myself or want to be surrounded by people having guns, which is why I very much contemplate a lot living abroad. So for my safety and my health and my, my, my future family's health, and... It sucks to think that I have to remove myself as an American from my country and go to another to feel, to have that sense of security. Um, But that's just where we are in the world right now. And it's something that I think is unfortunate, but I think the conversation would be elevated if more people from the U.S. traveled and that gets me into uh, travel channels and um, TV. Uh, I personally would love to host a travel show. That's actually my dream. And for right now, I'm doing that via podcast. And I do have a YouTube, See Me TV on YouTube, where I also do vlogs and travel diaries um, while I travel. And I think... I, I share with people that I want to I want to sh- I want a travel show where I can talk with locals, show culture, show tradition, and respect and do so respectfully. Right? Again, communicate with locals and work with them. There's there's such a fear of locals when you're traveling to countries where you know people are like, watch out, blah blah. blah. And it's like, okay, I need the same sense of safety and and, and common sense abroad than I do back home. Now I get that not everybody might not have that street smarts, not, might not have that common sense, real shit. But, which is why I, I have these these discussions and I want would love to show, is to show, you know, common ways to be safe, to be smart. Um, and, but to, to I go to, I go to locals all the time for help, and I don't. I would not have the experiences I've had without the help of locals. And I'm, and I'll be damned to benefit from a country and have an amazing experience, and and reap those benefits without respecting and talking to a local. It, it, it's, it makes your whole trip, and that is what a lot of people miss. Um, so yeah, I sh- I, I've been I've been very much trying to manifest my own destiny and speak my dreams into existence. And so even though it might be a little bit embarrassing or, cl- or cliche to say, yeah, I want a TV show, a travel show, um, I'm not going to 
dim my light or be frightened of speaking it. Because if I can't even speak it, then it's not going to actually develop and come into fruition. So it's very important to at least speak it into the world. Um, and if you're too scared to do that, then st- you're definitely not going to make it in doing, you know, in doing what it is that you want to. So, yeah, I... I would love a TV show, and I and I've been I shared this with some of the girls. We went to the mountains here in um, in Switzerland. Oh, it was beautiful. It didn't even look real. Um, <laughs> it's so crazy to say that we were all sitting there on this beautiful mountain, looking at all the other mountains in the you know way in the back, and it, it looks like a painting. It looks like like a screen, um, and that's how you know we've grown up in the era of internet and technology because. You look at real life and you think it's not real. <laughs> um, so uh, it just goes to show that the importance of physically going somewhere and seeing something. You know, you try to take a picture and it just doesn't do it justice, one of those things. Um, and even being there in person, it just feels like, <laughs> like, what is happening? Is this real? Like, this is the world made this? Like, we're a part of this? And it's like an out-of-body experience. It really, it really just... It makes sense, but doesn't at the same time. You look at something so beautiful that you're equally a part of, and you're like, wow, that's me. Like, that's us. Like, this is the world. And you feel so connected to it, and then you return home, and you don't, and you you feel so distant from so many things and people and the universe. Um, And that's why I get... I'm working on an article now that gets into the depression of coming home after seeing the world and the identity issues uh, you deal with. That will be coming out soon. So if you're interested in that, definitely stay tuned in the next podcast and my YouTube and just, you know, you can follow me at, um, on Instagram and Facebook. Again, my name's Alyssa Kinhan Dundas. Um, I also just go by Alyssa Dundas on my social media. So yeah, I think those are super important conversations to have. But as I was talking, we were sitting on this mountain and I was talking to these girls about, yeah, you know what, I want a TV show and I want to speak to locals and I want to show culture and, and with with people that are from the country, you know. Um, but I also, I'm not going to fake it and act like I'm not a tourist. I'm exactly that. I'm a tourist. I'm a 22-year-old mixed girl from Boston and I solo travel. And I also, I mean, I got to show that truth as well. You know, I party, I have fun, um, but I wake up, I have a tour and I respect my tour guide and I ask questions. And I think that's what's um, most important. And I want to show it all. I want to show me crying. I want to show, show me laughing and loving and all of these things um, because there's so much to traveling than just top five beaches, most um, popular places to see and XYZ, like whatever. Uh, traveling is so much more than that and so much more complicated than that that it's it's almost disrespectful to, to t- have a top five like that um, or whatever. Like, I want to show the truth of of getting out of your comfort zone and looking yourself in the mirror by looking at others for the first time. And, and, and because, again, people ask you questions you never even thought to ask yourself since day one because it's been the norm to you, like such as guns. or that, That's one example. There's so many other examples. Um, and so you really have a wake-up call on who, who am I and who do I want to be. And it becomes a lot, um, or has become a lot for me as far as 
back and forth traveling on big trips, home and travel, home and travel. Um, it's like a tug of war and you almost always feel lost, but then you have these moments where you feel, feel found. And so, yeah, it's a lot. And I think one of the amazing things one of these girls said was, I, I, I brought up Anthony Bourdain because he, he's my inspiration. And I was, and she looks at me, and they actually didn't really know who he was, which was absolutely crazy to me. Um, Cause again, he's my idol, but I mean, I guess really why watch travel shows if you live in Europe and you can travel, you know, you have the rail um, right on your fingertips, you know, where you're traveling all the time. So, well, I can't speak for everybody, but generally speaking, but, and I was like, yeah, and I want to show as a woman, a solo traveler, that you can do it. As a woman, you can travel on your own. It's fine. Be smart, be safe, have fun, you know? And one of them looks at me and she goes, and I got to say, representation is so important. You being mixed and not having another white man traveling and telling people what a country is or isn't you know, I'll be damned kind of thing, real shit, like, like, and I thought, I never really, I, I have thought of it, but I've never really said it, and I thought that was really cool that she acknowledged that, because she was like, who is it for this person, this white guy, to travel this country and tell other people in the U.S. what is, what this country represents, or what it, what it is or isn't, and it would be so cool to have representation of a person of color, you know, me, who is a woman and can, has done it and can do it and continues to do it in traveling solo. And I've met incredible people along the way, and which is why I'm here in Switzerland staying with a girl I met in Vietnam. Like, it, I want to sh- be that. I want to be that representation. And I also want to sit down with people from a country and just have a discussion and I want to learn languages, and I, I now I'm you know speaking. I need to when I go home. I'm definitely gonna start, you know, studying. I think Spanish would be my number one, and uh, I love Italian. I would love to learn Spanish, Italian. Kind of feeling German a little bit, um, and I should kind of dabble back into Arabic. But that's a, I mean that's a lot. But I'm young. I mean you have the time, and it's good for your brain, and it's good for your existence of meeting new people and connecting. Um, it sounds like a lot, but if you could just little steps a day, um, yeah. And, and, and that's all I really want to talk about for today. Um, I plan on continuing these podcasts as I travel and hold new conversations with different people and new topics come up. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Real Shit Podcast, where we talk about some real shit. And I plan on continuing this podcast when I go home, too, not just when I'm traveling, um, I, some of the topics may range from, uh, sexual harassment, uh, being a woman in the streets of Boston as also abroad as well. Um, race, uh, politics, uh, uh weed, um, and cause I'm all about that in Boston and yeah, just talking about people. And I would love to also, um, hold, have guest speakers and hold hold discussions with each other so yeah stay tuned for future podcasts and if you have any things you want to talk about regarding some real shit feel free to contact me and if you have any ideas um again thank you for listening make sure to like 
follow and share. And I will be talking with you guys soon. Bye, everyone.